Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Sounds. My guests today are sister duo Tiger Lily Gold, aka Kendra and Krista. They chat to us all about their successful career playing Broadway in Nashville, leading them to where they are now. Hot off releasing their brand new EP, Blonde. The girls chat about their inspiration behind the EP and all that's to come in the future. We really hope you enjoy and please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes. Enjoy! Ladies, thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, I know you are super, super busy. EP release week, lots going on. How are you doing? So good. This is this is the fun part. You know, you write the songs, you're in the studio, all the things. And now when it actually get to, gets to be out in the world and in the fans' hands, um, that's the really fun part. So we're having a good time. <laughs> it's been so great. And I know it's really nice to see, um, obviously, like we saw you at C2C earlier this year, which just seems like so long ago. There's been so much that's gone on since then. Have you found that kind of you've just been getting more fans kind of every single week, like with everything, like going from place to place and show to show? Has it just grown rapidly? Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like we released Shoot Tequila, our song in January. And I feel like ever since we've released that song, every month brings in new people um which is so cool all we've wanted to do is travel around and play music for people but it's so awesome we love meeting new people so so many new fans we like to call it more of a family here um and then we get to meet so many new people in the industry as well but yeah it's it's grown crazy i mean it's hard to quantify it but like our social media, I think, has almost doubled on some mm -hmm. of the sites. Yeah. Um, so we know we're reaching a lot more people than we have previously. It's so great. And uh, your new EP, we're going to talk a lot about that. But I want to kind of go back, start at the beginning, because obviously you've been singing together for a long time. <laughs> um, what was it like growing up? Like, did you know instantly that you were good singers and you could do it? Were you a musical family? Yeah, we knew we always loved music. I was in piano by second grade and I would always sing in church growing up. Our parents are not musically gifted, I would say, but they loved music. And every night when we would go to bed, my mom would play us, you know, lullabies going to bed or things like that. So music was always around, the radio was always on. Um, but yeah, we were singing a lot together in church and like local community events. But Krista started writing songs around the age of 10 and then I probably started writing around 13. And so once we started writing songs and she was picking up guitar, we did not know what we were doing. But in the back of our minds, we just assumed when you have original songs, you have to start a band to get them out there. So at 14 and 16, that's when we started Tiger Lily Gold. And we always just loved, loved music, but we never, I don't think we ever thought how far it could take us in that this could be a whole blown career in our whole lives, you know, we which we're so thankful for now, but we didn't know doing music for a living was really an option. Right. Our parents were always super supportive, yeah. but growing up in North Dakota, it's much more um, agriculture, nursing, mm -hmm. um, kind of your nine to five jobs. So mm -hmm. being an independent country music artist was not at the top of the list of like highest earning careers. It's not like, not what you go to college for. No. <laughs> um, but we did our first paid gig, I believe was maybe even before we formed Tiger Lily. Uh, and we got paid a hundred dollars to play this little business meeting for a gas station, a Senex in our hometown. And 
once we figured out that we could actually pay our bills with music, we had made it a goal to never do anything else in our lives. And it's taken us, I mean, 10 plus years into this thing and uh, we're still doing it, which we're very grateful for. Did you always know you'd do it together? Yeah, I mean, I- I <laughs> didn't sound so confident. No, 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 because <laughs> before we were a band, my grandma, our grandma, she would put me in these little talent, talent competitions. And I always hated being by myself. I hated the competition part, but I loved being on stage. And, uh, and she was doing really well at them. She would be winning all these things. And then I got competitive because I was younger sister. <laughs> right. So I was like, well, I should sign up for some of these talent shows. And I wasn't winning. <laughs> I'd maybe get, you know, third place or runner up, but that was, that was not how I rolled. So we kind of joined forces. So I would accompany Kendra mm -hmm. at her shows. So it'd be like Kendra and friends. So Kendra and friends turned into Kendra and Krista when I started realizing, hey, I love to sing harmony. Uh, we grew up listening to country radio. So I learned guitar, I learned harmony. We started writing songs together. But since we've been 14 and 16, we're 25 and 27 now, we have never looked back on being a duo. Mm -hmm. So we made that decision really early yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, now I don't, there's no way I would ever want to do this solo. Uh, I even look at our solo artist friends and I give them so much you know, props because doing this journey alone would be really, really hard. And I'm so lucky that I have someone who fully understands what I'm going through at all times as well and can be there with me through the lows, through the highs. Uh, I don't know. I think it's so much more fun to have someone to go through mm -hmm. this journey with because really it's it's hard to understand maybe every aspect of, of what you're feeling, but you always have that one person who does understand that. And even moving to Nashville, it was to pursue Tiger Lily Gold. Right. And we had each other, so it, it was less scary. And mm -hmm. you, we moved you as got a your duo. plus one. <laughs> yes. Everything has been very together since mm -hmm. forming the band. Yeah. It's so lovely to have that. And as you say, like moving to Nashville is such a huge thing. And having that person, because obviously, you know, you go and you've got a lot of people that move to Nashville to become musicians and songwriters and everything. But having someone who is literally doing the exact same thing, talking to the same people, did that help? Did you kind of, when you got there, was it right, okay, we sit together? Or did you kind of go, right, let's, you go ask these people what we need to do. You go ask these people, did you, like, did you split up what you were doing? Or did you, again, like, just stay together the whole time? It's really always been a team effort. I think we do most things together because uh, we, you know, as we're meeting people too and stuff like that, we want to make sure we're coming across as a duo. But within Tiger Lily Gold, we have different strengths and different things we do to to help everything get along all right. But as far as like going to meet people, it would be the two of us mm -hmm. going to a coffee meeting with someone or the two of us going to a write or a two, the two of us going to see a show. We would, we always wanted to be together through i mean it's more it, like i said it's just more mm -hmm. fun to have someone and you're kind of like you you can kind of like you know look at that person if, side something, eye, if something's side going eye. good or bad <laughs> and we write together too as well so when we're going into new rights it right. always be together yep is there a point like because you know i'm the younger sister i know what it's like is there any time where you're like oh my gosh like, i can't work with you <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, let's get real like sisters fight sisters argue how does that do you separate 
that and the band, how does it work? Yeah, I mean, it I never gets to that point. Right. I wouldn't say we get like irritated to where we'd ever want to split up. But, you know, we spend a lot of time together. We're on the road together, we're writing songs together, we're in the studio together. We spend more time together than the average pair of siblings, probably, I would say. Um, so there's every once in a while, you know, we'll just get kind of like irritated, irritated for no reason. There's not even like no one did anything wrong, but you just spend so much time with one person. You're like, you're just breathing a little too heavy today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so sometimes we're like, OK, we need a day, we need a day or two of some space. You go hang with your friends. I'm going to hang with my you know, husband and things like that. Uh, but honestly, we get along extremely well. Like we have another sister too, and she's not in the band. So I don't know how the dynamic would be if all three of us were in the band together. I mean, we love Carly dearly, but being in a, a duo or a band with someone is such a delicate balance and a delicate dance. So we've got it down, but I don't know, adding another sister, I think we'd be haywire. We'd be all over the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we are lucky that we've had 10 years to work out what we expect of each yeah. other, how to balance that work life and that personal life. Uh, yeah, so we are very fortunate that we do complement each other in, in most ways, but yeah. <laughs> and it really gets past the point of, why are you annoyed today? Like, I know I can feel it sometimes. I'm like, what's going on? I know I'm not doing anything different. And I will say, you know, Krista, you're not really doing anything wrong. I think we've just spent way too much time together lately. And she's like, I get it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so it's a balance, but there's yeah. no way we could fight a lot and still be a duo. No, no, no. That would be way too yeah. tough and yeah. miserable. Yep. It would be miserable. But it, I suppose also it makes it easier in a way because you can be so honest with each other, right? Like when you're in a new band and you're like, oh, I don't like their idea, but I can't really tell them. Right. Yeah, when you're siblings, because you can be like, yeah, no, not going to work. And you still kind of have to love each other. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, being sisters is one thing in a band, but you think of bands like Old Dominion or Lady A, and they're not siblings, and they all, you know, they have to get along so well. And like, we don't have a filter. You probably have to have more of a filter when they're not your uh, siblings. So it would be a very delicate dynamic. You have to have a really good friendship. I, um, and, you know, mm. You have to work together really well for something like that to work out that's why you right. hear of so many you know bands breaking up later on because uh it really is it's just so delicate that's the, mm -hmm. the best word i can describe it but we think it is a a strength to be sisters right in a band setting because we can be honest with each other um and not feel like either of us are getting offended or things like that yeah i think that's great i love it i'm here for it um, <laughs> It's so great. And so talking, so obviously back, going back a bit, moving to Nashville, you, for a lot of people that go to Nashville regularly or have been, they probably would have seen you over the years. Um, you were a big presence on Broadway. You did a lot. How hard was it to get them gigs initially? Because I know kind of by the time you stopped doing it, you were doing so many of them that everyone knew who you were. But initially, what was that like trying to get in? And was that the, was that the goal, the original goal? I know when we moved to Nashville, playing down on Broadway was never even a thought in our mind. I don't think I don't. I we mean, ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, it was like we we moved to Na We didn't really have a plan, to be honest, when we moved to Nashville. It was like, OK, we're moving to Nashville because that's where you have to be if you want to pursue this dream any further. We ended up signing up for two different colleges and then we ended up going to Belmont. Um, but we weren't even sure if that was going to work out, uh, you know, all the things. So 
that ended up working out. We were going to college and writing. And then basically all the money we had saved up to move to Nashville from playing shows all over the Midwest uh, had, you know, it starts to run out. I, that happens with money for some reason. I don't know. And so we were like, we want to be in Nashville making as many connections as possible we're still on the road you know on the weekends sometimes traveling and doing shows obviously but we moved to nashville for a reason to to be here to network to be in the city so how can we make a living and still do music and broadway was kind of the perfect job to do all of that and so we skipped class at belmont on a monday morning and you have to audition at most of these places unless, job. yeah, unless you know someone really well. I mean, there are loopholes for everything, obviously. Or but you're already us, established down there. Right. For us, we had to go audition because this is our first time. So it was like a Monday morning. There's no one in the bar, you know, it's, it's, which is good, you know, because it's your first time doing something like this. We had never done a four hour cover gig before because we were used to doing 90 minute sets. And so uh, we had learned like 60 to 70 songs. Uh, for this audition, which was terrifying in itself, you know, to learn that much music. And so we went in and we did our audition and looking back now, I'm sure it wasn't our best show we ever played, but we did but good. got the gig. Yeah, we did well enough to get the gig. And then when you first get a gig at these bars, they kind of hand you the less desirable time slots. Yes, so you get maybe an earlier morning or you get a really late night shift. I would say the best ones are like, mid-afternoon or like the seven to 10 kind of early evening shifts. So that's what you're working towards. Um, so we played at Nudie's Honky Tonk for about a year. And that was a great place for us to really work out a lot of the kinks that, you know, we we learned a lot. You know, it's just, you're diving in, you're learning how to work a crowd, all these things. And then about a year after that, we transitioned over to Dirk Smetley's Whiskey Row where we spent two years playing about three days a week for our cover gigs and met a lot of people down there. But at Dirk's, we started throwing in original songs two every hour or even maybe two every hour, which is really cool. Cause then, you know, as we're playing all these covers, we're still kind of building our original thing and building fans and kind of letting people know like, yes, we're singing covers, but we're really pursuing our artistry is tiger lily gold and you know we had a banner and we had all the things so it's it was really cool to see that and we had a really hard time um kind of letting that go and getting off broadway we had still been playing down on broadway when we signed a record deal for about we cut back to once a week. yeah we did cut back but we still did once a week and uh we had a different interview and the interviewer was like i don't think i've ever heard of that before <laughs> and so but it was just our livelihood for so long and we relied on it you know to and, put food on our table mm -hmm. and and by the end we had friday saturday sunday the time slots that we really enjoyed playing yeah. so it was a lot of fun as well yeah and um, we still miss parts of it quite a bit uh but you know usually once or twice a year we'll go back and play a little set mm -hmm. at whiskey row for yeah. old time's sake yeah it's so nice and i think a lot of people as you say you become you know people will go to nashville maybe once a year or every few months or and you get you know where you, you know the people that you want to see are and it's so great and i assume did you get people by that point that were coming to see you and you kind of built up that fan base already yeah i would say definitely the last 
year that we were playing down there um, and maybe even into a little bit of the year before it started becoming like a residency kind of a residency where you know people would start coming in and they'd say hey we had friends here a few months ago they said we well, you have to go see tiger lily gold um and then or we'd get even local you know nashvillians to come out and hang out every saturday with us and so we really started to build up a thing which was really cool because uh, down on broadway you just never know what can happen down there. And so to see people coming in and, you know, us, our show being recommended to people or people coming back when they come back to Nashville to see us uh, or locals or things like that. By the end, it was a, it was just a, such a cool vibe and mm -hmm. people were requesting our original songs left and right. And um, it was really special. Like I will never forget those, those years down on Broadway and the memories that we made and still at every, show we play there's always someone who has seen us play down on broadway or someone from our home state of north dakota so those are like our og <laughs> og fans yeah it's so special isn't it um i want to talk about a little bit and obviously you signed a record deal and so much has happened since then and it's just going from strength to strength but something that happened recently i think cma fest is obviously a huge thing in nashville and you've obviously played there before but playing on Broadway is a massive part of CMA Fest as well and being there. The transition of that to then this year, having a massive crowd at your show, what was that like? Tell me kind of what it feels like to be in that position now. Yeah, we grew up going to CMA Fest and looking up to all those artists who, who played it. So we played the exact same stage we played last year at CMA Fest. So this is our second year playing on a CMA Fest official stage the Maui Gym Reverb stage. And last year, it was a good crowd, um, you know, full but not packed. And it was awesome because we were still testing out a lot of new songs. But since then, we released Shoot Tequila and some other music. And this year, they weren't letting any more people in our stage, which was so cool. And people were singing along to the music. Uh, I couldn't believe it, really. Yeah, I all mean those people like there's so many artists, so mm -hmm. many amazing artists to see over CMA Fest. So the fact that they all showed up um, to watch the show at that time, it means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And it means that our music is reaching people, which mm -hmm. is really cool. We do a lot on social media. And I know people are watching the videos, but you never know. Like, are the, is it connecting? Are mm -hmm. these real fans? Are they going to show up to your shows? Mm -hmm. So that was extremely gratifying. Right, do you have anything to No, that was, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we were both just up there like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. I think to really see, especially because we did play the same stage, there's just the visual growth of last year to this year being like the hard work that we're putting in really is paying off and people are hearing the music and it is getting out there. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, all we want to do is play music. And so for, the, you know, the fact that more and more people continue to show up is just so so cool and we're so grateful for that and you know hopefully next year it's even more <laughs> yeah we gotta host our first fan party as well over yeah. cma fest which is really cool it was super fun. uh and play a little acoustic set and provide you know some free drinks some donuts and we try to make it as personable and really as a thank you to our our, our true our true supporters and 
I think we'll have to make it an annual thing. We gave free posters out that say first annual. So I think we have to make I think it, it has an to be a second then. <laughs> thing now. So it's, it's just really cool to see the progression because if we would have attempted something like that a few years ago, even two years ago, yeah, uh, it wouldn't have been the same result. It wouldn't. Uh, and you mentioned that there's a song, obviously you've, you've released a lot and there's been some really amazing things that have happened, but there is one song in particular that has kind of rocketed things and that is Shoot Tequila. Um, it's such a good song. And if anyone hasn't heard the song, I'm sure they need to listen to it and be like, oh yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. I've seen it. It's, been, <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, can you kind of go back and tell me the origin of that song and how it became what it is now? Yeah, so I had the title Shoot Tequila in my notes for a while and I didn't want it. Well, it is a little bit Shoot Tequila, but it's more like Shoot, comma, Tequila, like as dang it, it dang it. Yeah, Tequila is almost a person in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so we had a write with this, these two guys named Kevin Griffin and David Mezcon, and it was our first write with them. Um, and so I brought the idea in and Kevin had written uh, a really famous song called Stuck Like Glue by Sugarland. And we were telling him, you know, just how much we love that. And he showed us this little cigar guitar box that Christian Bush had actually gifted him when the song went number one, I think. Um, and so he started kind of just jamming on that little guitar cigar box thing, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, and then I had brought Shoot Tequila, the title up, and everyone was like, ooh, there's something there with this vibe, this title, and then David's back, you know doing the whole production thing. And after that, it really just was like, it just started rolling. And it was one of those, you know, first write with someone you don't know necessarily if it's gonna go well, gonna go bad, you just have no idea. And so really that day was just kind of capturing all the, the magic in the room and it was really cool. And then now we've developed this whole beautiful, wonderful relationship with these people and have written more songs since. And, uh, you know, it's fun to text them and be, like, did you see this video? Like, you know, we try to update them as much as possible and all the stuff going on. But yeah, once we, so we played Shoot Tequila out live for about a year and we just kept getting such a strong reaction to that live. We hadn't really posted it on social media or anything. Um, and then in January, when we released it, it just went like wildfire. And even six, seven months later, this song is still continuing to go viral. Like it's just the song that keeps, keeps on giving, giving. <laughs> um, which we're thankful for because it's our first song at country radio. And I mean, the song really got us to see to see festival. It's done so many amazing things for us. And so we're really, really just grateful. And, you know, our whole vibe and brand is this girl group fun sister energy. And so we're really thankful that just a fun honky tonk anthem is kind of our first song to really take off in that, you know, scale of a way. It is, it is one of them songs and it just make it just, you know, makes you feel like you're in, as you say, in a honky tonk in Nashville, listening to it live. Did you, when you first kind of posted it out, whether it be a little clip, did you ever think that it was going to blow up on social media as much as it did? We always hope our songs right. will do well. Yeah. I mean, you never want them to fail necessarily. You know, like I would take like a million views. So, I mean, and that's even a lot. Like that's I would have, I would have been happy with that. But we had posted, I think, five or six yeah. videos before this song actually went viral, which is a lot of people don't actually don't, wouldn't know that. 
mm-hmm. but we have been posting five or six videos and they were getting a good response from our, our audience. But it hadn't then, really been reaching a new, but it hadn't mm-hmm. reached a new audience yet. And the sixth or seventh video we posted for whatever reason that did it. <laughs> it did. It. And then every video after that, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, a million views. No, let's do 6 million here. And on Instagram, <laughs> on TikTok, And I think overall, Facebook, yeah. it's gotta be up to combined, you know, over oh, close to 70 million views at this point, which is why I can't even fathom that we're from a town of 2,500 people. <laughs> it yeah. actually freaks me out that that many people have seen my face, right? I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> but no, it, it's so cool that the song is reaching so many people. I mean, yes, you always have these huge, big dreams, these big goals. But, but for it's, it to actually happen. For it to actually happen is another thing mm-hmm. because being a country music duo in the first place is a pipe dream. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, there's so many people moving to Nashville. So all these things that you had you dreamt about for so long coming true. And then, you know, our label choosing to ship a song to country radio. That's like a whole nother thing that we have been really working hard towards. So um, they say it only takes one song. We didn't even... We didn't necessarily know this was going to be our song, but we had a good feeling about it. Mm-hmm. You never know, but we are so excited that this is this is the song that's doing it. It seems it's going to be one of them songs that is just going to be, you know, kept being sung. How does it? I don't know if you you probably maybe have seen people maybe haven't to know that your song is very likely being played now on Broadway as a cover. Like, how does that feel to know that that was you and now someone is singing your song there? I mean, that was a lot of the inspiration for the song is, you know, we'd spent so long playing down there that we kind of wanted our own little honky tonk anthem. And so, you know, it would, I mean, we haven't heard it technically on Broadway yet, but we have, someone has messaged us and been like, your song got requested on Broadway today. Uh, So we really, my goal is to just be driving down Broadway one day and be hearing it out of one of the windows, I think would be the absolute coolest Mm -hmm. thing in the world because it would just be such a full circle moment for us for that to happen. But yeah, I mean, I hope Shoot Tequila is a Broadway Nashville anthem for years to come. I'm sure it will be. It is It is a perfect one to be. Um, and you have a brand new EP out, which is so exciting. Um, it's called Blonde. There are many reasons I'm sure why it's called that, but talk me through the title track and why you chose that to kind of sum up the EP. Yeah, Blonde is all about, uh, for us, being bold and confident in who you are. Obviously, it points to our, our hair color, which, as you can see right we now, need our roots done. <laughs> I don't care if you're fake blonde, natural blonde, have a wig. You feel blonde. Yes, so Blonde for us is a state of mind, a Dolly Parton state of mind. And her career and her as a woman is someone we look up to so much. She's a legend for so many reasons. But the way she handles thing, things, and she's not afraid to poke fun at herself is all the energy we're trying to encapsulate with this record. Uh, So Blonde, it kicks off the project. It's fun girl group energy. It's, you know, making fun of yourself a little bit. It's a windows down anthem, but it's, it's a fun girl anthem. And that was one of the first songs we wrote for the project. Mm -hmm. And it really unlocked this new sound of what we were trying to convey with our music that Mm -hmm. fun, like Kendra said, honky tonk energy, girl group energy. That's all, you know, it's a strong theme throughout the music and in self-empowerment as well, even through those hard times and those hard subjects to talk about, you are gonna make it through. Uh, it's gonna be hard for a while, but you're strong, you are powerful, you're loved. Um, and we always want to lift others up 
with our music. We, you'll, mm. you'll never catch us tearing other people down. That's yeah. not what we do. Unless, well, unless it's a boy who like <laughs> deserves, deserves it. <laughs> I, I should say without reason. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so Blonde is the title track. And then we have Hometown Song. I don't know if that's track two or th- two, right? I think Hometown is Hometown two, Song yeah. is track two. And then move on. Move and on. Tequila. Yeah. And then it, I could just give you like a little blurb of you know what all those songs mean to us we talked about shoot tequila quite a bit already but hometown song really is a letter to our hometown we had heard so many country songs that talk about 100 percent undeniably loving your hometown and songs that talk about hating your hometown with a passion and kendra and i didn't really fully relate to either of those emotions so we wrote the middle ground of loving where you were raised, but still wanting to leave and pursue a dream and chase that mm-hmm. dream and still reflecting on those bittersweet memories you have. Because if you grow up in one place for your whole life, you're going to have good and bad memories. Mm-hmm. So we really try to be honest with that song. That's probably the most vulnerable personal song we have on, on the, the record. Mm-hmm. EP, yes, thank you. Um, I, keep, I get those confused all the well, time. EP, record. We like to say too, this EP is... It's really just kind of the first, it's a great tease of more that's coming. Mm-hmm. So four uh, songs of the whole record. It, it's a really good introduction to where we're at right now in the music and everything that's coming. So uh, it's, a, it's a little taste for the, the summer, you know, and then come fall. Get you going. We'll, we'll yeah. We'll see if, you know, something else is mm-hmm. around the corner. Do you want to so. talk about uh, <laughs> Move On a little bit? Oh, yeah. So Move On is the brand new track that will be coming out on Friday. So no one's heard this. We did do a tease on it on social media like a year ago before we even had recorded it uh and the response was so great um so we decided to record that song but otherwise we haven't uh put it on social media at all yet but this song move on um we say it's for our girls you know or or our guys you know whoever but it's 2023 so if you see someone that you're attracted to go and make the first move you know you don't have to sit around and wait for Mm -hmm. it to happen anymore um so move on is definitely like our more like little sultry little mm-hmm. you know anthem hey let's, let's <laughs> go get if you like it girl go get it you know <laughs> i am so excited i think it's going to be so much goodness to come and yes hopefully we will all be looking forward to something more in the fall um i am gonna let you go very soon but i have three questions that i ask everyone at the end of every episode so they will require three answers so you can split it or you can give me three each however it works um, but my first question for you both is, can you tell me, and I'm sure you've covered a lot, a lot of songs over the years, so maybe one of these, um, can you tell me three songs that you wish you'd written? Oh, um, well, my favorite country song is House That Built Me by Miranda yeah. Lambert. Uh, so obviously that has a lasting impact. So that one for sure. Um, I think this counts as a country song, but Dolly, I will always love you. Uh, obviously. And then either a man, I feel like a woman or friends in low places. You need a song that's going to give you royalties for life. (laughs) A song that lives on forever. And you don't even have to like country music to like those songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone in the world likes those songs. They are very good choices. Yeah, royalties for life. That's the way to go. (laughs) Um, What about three albums you couldn't live without? Well, for both of us, I know we would say 1989, Taylor Swift. Yep. And three. I mean, there's so many. Couldn't live without. Wow. I mean, I love Mary Morris's first record. That Hero. really, yeah, was, I, I could listen to that one over and over again. Um, mm, cool. 
Golden, Golden Hour, Hour so Casey good. Musgraves. I'm also a not a closet emo fan, but a, an open emo fan. And um, <laughs> Paramore's album After Laughter. I know it's not country. I just I really lo- I respect that record a lot. Man, but there's so many like early albums that we listened to growing up, like mm-hmm. that Car- the Carrie Underwood stuff or Shania or Faith Hill. Carnival or... Ride, Carrie Underwood. Uh, I, I know front to back. I mean, there's so many. That would be so hard. We need to bring back Carnival Ride. Yes, that was a great album. It really was. Um, and then my final question, and we use this as a like a manifesting session as well. Three, whether it be artists, producers, songwriters, whomever, three people that you haven't yet worked with that are kind of like bucket lists you want to work with them in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, Miranda Lambert, I think just collabing or, or writing. writing or, you know, in any sense, I love her writing style. So I think that would be a dream come true to do that. Uh, Taylor, Miss Taylor Swift, man, to write a song with her would be pretty iconic. Uh, and then we think we would love to collaborate with like a a guy group at some point. So we Dan recently did a show with Dan and Shay. <laughs> so something with like, we could form a super group, a little big town type of thing where it's yes. so many harmonies. Maybe Brothers Osborne, Brothers and Sisters. Yeah, yes. Brothers Osborne. So, um, <laughs> Any of those groups are phenomenal. Yeah. So we're I'm, really not picky. We like most people. <laughs> you you'll do. Yeah. No, I definitely see it in the future. I think I'm so excited to kind of watch you guys just continue to grow. And hopefully we'll have you back in the UK soon as well. Um and yeah, best of luck with the EP. And thank you for sharing the stories. And I just yeah, I cannot wait to see uh what the next few years bring. Um, but best of luck and thank you so so much for taking the time to yeah share your stories and chat with us today thank Thank you. you